It is Wednesday, and that means that it is time for Spoiler Alert. A weekly show about movies and the people who complain about them. And yes, Kaiser Soze was in the room literally the entire time. My name's Jeremy. To my right, it's the beautiful, elegant Sean Dunham. Thank you. How are you today, Sean? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Over to my left on the board, we have Sonia. How are you, Sonia? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You're not. You're. You're. You're doing really good on the board there. Oh my goodness! Thank you. I'm. You're dying. You're rocking it. Beads <laughs> uh, of sweat just dripping onto the floor. <laughs> it's getting damp. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our first guest. Yay! What Yay. we did it. We got someone to come in here. They're up against the wall. They can't get out. They're here. His name is Matt Ripplinger, and howdy, he howdy. comes to us all the way from the University of Regina. And today, Matt is going to talk about. The Student Film Festival, uh, which is the Living Sky Student Festival, because I couldn't read that on my note. That's okay. No uh, problem. How's it going, man? It's going good. I'm glad to be trapped here in your booth of the spoiler alert. Yes, thank you. It's we good were to be here. We were down to the wire here, getting you, getting you inside. You know, yeah, that snow. It's hard to get around nowadays. It's, it's, it's a disaster. It's a <laughs> disaster. Actually, yeah. it is terrifying out there. Literally yesterday, my entire street was out cleaning the snow. We were all out with shovels. I saw that on your Instagram. It warmed my heart. It looked like a Tim Hortons commercial. It, it, kind, all, like, it kind of felt like yourselves it, except out. some people were bickering a lot. So Ooh. It may know. be tragic, but you know, it brings people together. Yeah, don't put your yeah. snow on my lawn, yeah. etc. Families fight. Shovel out my car, I'll shovel out yours. Yeah, well, there was a lot, of, a lot of car pushing on Monday and Tuesday. But uh, who do Anyway, <laughs> Matt, you're here to talk about the festival. What is that even about? Yes, so I'm here to talk about the Living Skies Student Film Festival. It's a festival run by students at the University of Regina, and it's taking place this Thursday, May, March 8th to the 10th. That's tomorrow. That's tomorrow, yeah. so Ooh. I'm keeping you guys informed. This is, this is topical. In yeah, very <laughs> topical, yeah. What is, what's going on at the festival? Like, what specific things you guys got going on? So we got a lot of things going on this year. It's actually the 30th year, so it's kind of a special uh, uh, 30 years of living skies. Ooh. So we did some cool... Uh, we rebranded the logo to make it look nice and fancy, representing Fan our uh, beautiful landscape. fancy logo. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. You just got to go on the website, and you can check it out. Very good. But what we have uh, this weekend is some screenings from students student filmmakers all around the world. Wow. Yeah, we have 38 films selected uh, from 16 different countries. Holy cow. And we even have some of our emerging filmmakers from right here in Regina. Excellent. That's yeah. always good to hear. Is there anyone uh, interesting coming? Any cool speakers or anything? Yes. Actually, this year we have a distinguished alumni, Ian Taves. Oh. He was a student as well at the University of Regina long ago, back in 1996 to 1999. And he, yeah, he will be presented a, an award. Ooh, we does he know that yet, or did you just spoil that? Spoil oh, alert. Oh! Sorry, we didn't... Okay, well, just forget that whole thing. That was <laughs> the worst joke that we've made on this show yet. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. We've had some clunkers. <laughs> on Friday, March 9th, it's kind of dedicated all to Ian and his work and his career. And wow. Yeah, he'll have a workshop. He's uh, mostly a documentarian, and he will have kind of a workshop on, like, what makes a good documentary? Like, what skills might uh, get you there to nice. the bar? That sounds awesome. And then he'll also be screening some of his own work, his recent work. And we actually have a nice little treat, a little 16-millimeter uh, print. Oh. One of his 
uh, student films. Super embarrassing. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's great. Yeah, it should be really exciting. How much does it cost to get you into this sweet deal? How much did it cost me? How much is it? <laughs> uh, a university oh, tuition, obviously. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. What's great about it is it's actually, the screenings are free. Oof, so Amazing. Thursday night, we have screenings from 7 all the way to 11. So we got two kind of sets of programs. Matt, did you just offer our audience free movies? Did free I really? Movies? I think we love that. I think I did. Uh, yeah, that's... Whew. So yeah, we got free movies Thursday night and Saturday afternoon. Wow. So yeah, come check it out. They're all taking place at the Campion Auditorium. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, we got it's a very nice theater, nice red seats, beautiful. Kind of lean back a little and <laughs> Will there be popcorn? Popcorn is a definite yes. Whoa. Free popcorn for the audience. And there also is a concession if you want to buy like a chocolate bar or uh, pop or nice. Yeah. You can't afford not to go. Yeah. You can't afford it. You, there it is. You have no other excuse than to go to this uh, event. Well, Regina, it sounds like you should probably go check out the Living Sky Student check Festival. Check it out. Thank you, Matt. Oh, there's also one more oh, thing. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Woo. There is a gala. Oh. An awards gala that will be taking place Saturday night. And this thing, since it's a kind of a big deal, we got tickets at the door for 10 bucks. So, you know, you get the screenings for free, but if you really want to see the awards, then you see all go. the lovely people dressed up. Award season is so exhausting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you guys have nestled right in next to the Oscars yeah. there. Yeah, so the, just a little behind. Just to, just to bring us down. Yeah, but the awards will take place at the Fifth Parallel Gallery. That's at the in the Riddell Center at the U of R. Excellent. And we have, like, food. We have uh, a cash bar. We is, have music. is there a red carpet? Step and repeat. There might be. <laughs> red carpet. Our red carpet's pretty big. So, oh. Ooh, you know, a big red carpet. quite fit in the fifth parallel. <laughs> we'll have something a little different. There you go. Okay. It, no well, compromises. Well, that sounds know. great. Thanks, Matt. We're going to keep cool. you around. All uh, right. As today as we get on to business. Spoiler alert, business. Um, today we're talking about comic, comic book movies and more specifically the state of them. But I think we're, we we had some pre-discussions about what we're, we're going to get into here. Um, but we're going to try and hold off on the superhero-ness for a bit. We're just going to try and dial that back and talk about some other things. We're going to try. We're going to try. We're going to do our best. So, let, we'll, bring that, we'll bring that in the end. But uh, what's everyone's favorite comic book movie that doesn't have superheroes? Sean, will you start us off? <clears throat> Okay, so I don't know if this is my favorite, but it is one that I had. I remembered when I was a child because it terrified me to no end. And it is 1990s Dick Tracy, Ooh. starring Warren Beatty mm -hmm. and Madonna. Uh, Madonna is actually amazing in this. She sounds amazing. She has like five Stephen Sondheim songs written for her. She delivers them perfectly. Um, the cast is also just top-notch. Is like Al Pacino, there's Dustin Hoffman, Mandy Patinkin as a frightening piano man James Conn I didn't know that was him that was Matty Batanga oh my god yeah, he's got a beautiful voice they do a duet that's insane uh, Catherine O'Hara and Kathy Bates both have are completely underutilized as <laughs> stenographer and female gangster it's important to get that in writing yeah, yeah. they need to be known um, uh, and the the thing that I remember as a child most about this was that all of the villains are disgusting, foul, so ugly. grotesque, hideous people. 
they just like take the most deformed part of a villain and make it their name. So there's all these guys <laughs> that are just named Lips, uh, Prune Face, Mumbles, 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 Big Boy. There's at the very start, this guy's probably unnamed, but he has a f- head like the size of a like That's hot a, air balloon. I think his name's Little Face. Oh, and he's in the middle. His head's so big. In yeah. the middle of this huge head is this tiny little face, <laughs> and it is so revolting. <laughs> but also, you cannot look away. Oh, it's amazing. Well, because he fills the screen, it's a big face. <laughs> um, but on, upon watching it the second time yesterday, the visuals are amazing. It looks so good. There's just like a like a seven color palette basically and he just like it's so comic-y ever the costumes are amazing it makes me want to be wearing like a graphic trench and hat they also did the thing where like the camera zooms out and you see them walking and then it zooms past what i assume is a ginormous drawing and zooms back into like a club which is then again live action it just look it looks so good it looks like a comic book brought to life like yeah. that's that's what it looks like yeah i think that's what to me speaks to its success as a comic book movie it's just like aesthetically it's so cohesive and delightful well let's we'll come back to dick tracy matt do you we we're putting matt totally on the spot do you have a favorite comic book movie that doesn't have a superhero i I am a film student so i think i might have something for you guys (laughs) what do you got (laughs) okay one comes to mind maybe he's a superhero no he's not a superhero of course not maybe he's a hero to the people yeah say in a City in the 70s. If he says Superman, I'm going to lose my mind. No, of course not. <laughs> a little man named Batman. <laughs> a New York City. You've heard of him. Surrounded and just covered with crime. We have the... Oh. <laughs> oh, what's that film again? The Anticipation. It stars Charles Bronson. And it is called Death Wish. Oh, is that based off a comic book? It is. I don't know if it is, actually. Okay. Well, but he's a vigilante. Sure. Well, there you go. And so, you know, he's just a regular lawyer, businessman, <laughs> coming home to work one night. But, uh-oh, Seth Goldblum and his <laughs> ragtag crew of thugs kill his wife and injure his daughter. Yeah. What a roller coaster. Well, it's nice terrible. only image injure her. <laughs> Knowing that he cannot find the people that murdered his beloved wife, and it's injured his daughter (laughs) he picks up a pistol and he just goes crazy on all the villains of the of new york absolutely and it's great yeah he does it he's very emotionless in the almost as if he has a death wish he's got a death wish (laughs) he he has something to live for he has that injured daughter (laughs) well he has that yeah then he's got a crappy like son-in-law who Opposes his views and all oh, that. I didn't nonsense. know that she was old enough to marry. <laughs> I, I assumed she was young. We but all made some assumptions. I did. Charles Brownson's like, hey, he's like his 50s. Yeah. Maybe, maybe older. Than that. I don't think he was ever younger than his 50s. Never. Yeah. yeah. That mustache. Yeah, that on, age. on to the lady host. So, Sonia, what are you, uh, what's your favorite non superhero comic book movie? Okay. I feel like I may be judged for this because it's an obvious answer to say the least. Okay. It's V for Vendetta. Oh, yeah, absolutely, though. I think also largely because I watched it at a time in my life when it it had such a huge impact on me. I remember watching it in high school for the first time and just being like, so fascism sucks. Yeah, yeah. Right as my my burgeoning political soul was coming to life and 
my little baby feminist soul was coming to life, and I had Natalie Portman with that shaved head just Did giving me life. Head? No, no. I had, Did I, you want to though? I I would love to actually, but I just don't have the bone structure. Oh, you! I think you do. Oh, thanks, Jen. <laughs> that's, that's such a that's such a safe space. Yeah, I just I love a lot of things about that movie. Um, I have feelings about what's happened to the Guy Fox mask <laughs> since. That might be a different show. I think that's a different <laughs> show. Uh, but the, So that's my least favorite thing about it, I guess. But otherwise, big fan. Absolutely. Many feels. Well, other other movies that uh, I have on my little list here, uh, 300, Sin City, From mm-hmm. Hell. Uh, we talked about Dick Tracy, Art School Confidential, Tintin. Like it, there are so many comic book movies. Ghost World. Oh my God! Yeah, it oh. just it just goes on and on. So the question, the next question I'm going to pose here is: Does the comic book transition to movie work? Because lately, a lot of things has been happening with it. Mm-hmm. With you know some things we'll talk about in a bit, but I feel like in the ones that we just mentioned. It's sort of a seamless move. We're going to talk about Dick Tracy a lot today, guys. It's going to happen. We all love it. It's amazing. We have to. It has amazing shots of champagne and Madonna. Oh. What more could you ask what could for? Go wrong. Oh, yeah, the the deep focus. You know, <laughs> the Citizen Kane folks would have loved this. Love this movie. I just realized we didn't do a spoiler. You did. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, champagne, Madonna. That's no, was, yeah, that's a spoiler. In the now. beginning, yeah, no, I spoiled, I spoiled the whole uh, the unusual suspects thing. Oh, I wasn't paying attention because <laughs> I was so focused on my tasks. That's 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 good though. That's I'm what sorry, we like. I'm yeah, sorry, absolutely. Jeremy. Back to no, the board. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. As of late, does this transition from comic books to movies work? From what do you think? Well, you know, it can work really well, but it, like any other movie, you need a passionate director. You need the whole crew on board producers it can't just be some money cash grab thing like oh we're just gonna bust this out people are gonna see it you need to have the passion warren Beatty has to come in and he has to take control of the avengers and do what he does best warren Beatty should have directed black panther clearly (laughs) (laughs) Um, i think that it is an easy thing for studios because they you know original ideas are few and far between right now for some reason and are maybe risky, but a comic book has a pre-made fan base, and everyone, you know, people show up to what they know they'll like already. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why comic books are also a nice, easy way to trans to to go to film. Yeah, like I think, I think part of the thing is that commercially they mm-hmm. probably make a lot of sense for reasons Sean just mentioned. Right. Artistically, you're handed like a very specific aesthetic to work with. Like, I think there's a lot of, like, visual appeal to making that kind of movie. Um, you know, they're, they're like, complicated mediums in their own right. Mm-hmm. But also, um, yeah, as to whether whether it's been, like, successful. Well, like, I'm thinking of when 300 came out, and mm-hmm. this was, I don't, I don't remember what year, but I remember everyone I knew was really excited about this super cool looking movie that no one heard of. No one read the book. No right. one no one knew it was a comic book. Was there a book? Yeah, there was. It was great. It had a bunch of naked dudes. Fun. And uh <laughs> I'm in. Three hundred of them. Chimed right in there. God. <laughs> but uh really for that comic book to be successful, I think it had to be a movie first. Interesting. Right? Like that's that's so I'm wondering if 
you know, and this is sort of my stance on everything, but should comics be comics and movies be movies? And we, you know, draw a, a big black line and not let them cross over. I'm going to say no. No. Do you yeah. think yes? Maybe. Oh, From some of the stuff that's been coming out, you guys, yeah. and we'll, once we once we un open the superhero box, I want to have some words to say. But uh, <laughs> family <laughs> appropriate <laughs> words. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I think that it's tricky to say that there can be no interaction between media. Mm -hmm. Like I just think so many films are are built on or adapted from or have a relationship to other stories. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's tricky when you sort of segment which stories can be which media. You know what I mean? Right. But there's, you know, there's always the option of this movie was inspired by Dick Tracy. Right. Right. And then you have Tracy Dick who goes out <laughs> in his bread coat and fights really pretty criminals, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think that they ele can elevate each other, like especially mm -hmm. in the 300 cents, where no one would have thought to get that that visual, like the that texture, if they had not sort of seen had the comic first mm -hmm. and sort of strive to achieve that, because otherwise it would have been probably pretty forgettable. But it was like only that visual that kept it that fascinated everyone. I think maybe. Well, it's and everyone loves a good true story movie. Yes. <laughs> Which is what that was. Historic. I read about it on Wikipedia. So <laughs> Very true. Very true. Okay, so now I'm going to mix things up. What about the movies where it does it backwards? So movies that are about comic books that are that should be movies. So the one, the, really there's only two that come to mind, and that's Unbreakable and Split, both M. Night movies, both about comic books, but not from comic books. Has anyone seen that movie? Either, Unbreakable. I've seen Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Willis. Both Sean and Sonya are <laughs> both looking <laughs> really... Well, he's pretty much just Superman, yet he just doesn't know it, and he's figuring it out through this uh, Samuel L. Jackson, who later becomes the villain. Absolutely. Yeah. But they draw a very clear line to comic books, and even in the movie. They point it out... I should have done Unbreakable. The, the villain the is even a comic book collector. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Well, and he, Sells like sells comics. Yeah, it's this whole big deal. But uh, what's the twist? The, what's what? You, in, is there a twist? What's in the Unbreakable? Shyamalan what's the Shyamalan? Spoiler uh, alert! Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's all like Sam Jay's fault. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Jackson's helping him this whole time discover uh, everything, mm -hmm. and then you find out that he's actively been killing people like in big accidents to see who is super. And finally, he finds like, oh, one man survived this yeah. thing, and that's how he figured it out. Yeah, God. but in that's true supervillain form, his uh, bones are essentially made of glass. So any, you know, even minor thing hurts him a lot. He's the polar opposite to Bruce yeah. Willis's character. Yeah. It's pretty much unbreakable. And Bruce Willis can't swim. Unbreakable. And he can't <laughs> how did Morgan Freeman survive? That's a Sam Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out, everyone. Morgan Freeman was his predecessor. <laughs> We're editing this we'll all fix out. That in post. <laughs> he was in the casting tape, like just the one before. Um. Okay. Well, then let's let's jump ahead. Let's just go for it. Just before we yeah. do that, Jer, we just need to let people know who we are and where they're listening. Please do your thing. So, so I'm going to quickly do my thing. Uh, you were listening to Spoiler Alert on 
91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Beautiful. Now we're well, Yeah. I could listen to you do that all day. Someday there'll be a show where it'll just be you in here alone, just reminding folks where, they, <laughs> where they're at on their radio, the radio dials. Very exper- <laughs> That's an experimental radio show. I, yeah. I want to hear. Wow. Guys, so much support in this room today. <laughs> there we go. Okay, let's jump into it. Okay. Are these superhero movies working? Well. Financially, yes. Yeah, let's, right. let's not. Let's not. For sure. Let's not say what's not happening here. Robert Downey Jr. Jr. wise, also yes. Yeah. Of course. But, but other than that. Okay, so I have. My, I feel like my relationship to superhero movies tells you a lot about ways in which they've perhaps not been working and ways in which that's maybe changing. I had not probably watched a superhero movie before Wonder Woman Whoa. in actual years. Like I think, well, I, okay, I watched the Guardian of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies with my dad because he goes to like one movie a year, so I had to <laughs> find something he wanted did you to like see. It? I did. I really enjoyed them. Um, but I've always had this kind of misconception that like those aren't for me. You know, it's like uh, there's this whole sort of narrative of like um, the ways in which uh, nerd stuff is exclusive to women and minorities in lots of ways. I was always like, mm, I'm not really represented in these films. There's a lot of ladies wearing tight stuff and not getting a lot of good arcs. <laughs> and, you know, tight stuff on its own, not a problem. But when you don't have good writing to back it up or they don't say anything, that's not ideal. Um, so I think just in how sort of narrow the perspective of lots of those films have been, which, like, I know they're based off of source material. Um I feel like that's a way in which they haven't been successful for a long time, and I feel like that's starting to change, did, and I'm into that. Did Wonder Woman change it? Wonder Woman, I had a lot of different feelings about, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like, the way I felt watching that movie, especially, like, the first scene with all the Amazons, just, like, oh, just so, like, I, I was more emotional about some of those battle scenes than I expected to be, and wow. I think a lot of that had to do with representation. Oh, my God, when Claire Underwood is just, like fighting <laughs> so hard <laughs> muscles and angles rippling. yeah and just like so like Great. she just in that film she's like a warrior and she's so haggard in this way that women never get to be when they're a certain age in movies and just like brutal and like it just it, it was really interesting is, uh is robin writes in that right yeah that's right that's who oh, sorry. Exactly. oh god sorry i only refer to her Oh. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, no. She was amazing. Incredible. Yeah. And I could watch her beat people up in slow motion literally all day. Right. And like it's it's not a it's a strength thing. Like it is like a a dominance I don't know. Power. Like, yeah. She's I was gonna say some words there, but we're on the radio. We're so, on the radio. Yeah. Don't say them, but um, as an aside, she's also going to be the president in the last season of House how, of Cards. How do you pull that off? Spoiler now, alert. Now that Kevin's gone. <laughs> Bye, He's Kevin. Out. I don't know how they're going to write Kevin out also. But <laughs> just like, we'll just CG him. Like, Twisted. Oh, we'll just get Frank's Christopher Plummer to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's so that's been my perspective on comic book movies. I think, just to say... I've been having some conversations with... Sorry, I should have said superhero movies there. Yeah, I've been having conversations with many of the people in my life who love superhero movies in preparation for this episode, and it has really opened my mind, and I think I have some learning to do, and I am endeavoring to understand it better. 
good attitude over there on the board. Thanks, Pat. Sean, your thoughts? Yeah, I I went to <laughs> Thor Ragnarok <laughs> this year with friend of the show, Chrissy Zosman, and she... <laughs> uh, I jokingly was like, I haven't seen the other ones. Will I not get it? And I didn't get it. <laughs> She's like, you might not, actually. And I had no idea what the what, what the heck was going on. But, um, yeah, I also have not really, like, there just seems to be so many. I'm like, oh, it's another group. It's a captain. It's a, <laughs> another, like, who are you all? And, like, the one before that, there was, like, ten, all, like, fighting against each other it was nuts because you none of them can die now and just, <laughs> it seems so exhausting and just like no end in sight but i feel like um the ones that i rem that i really connected with like when i was a kid was the original x-men mm. oh, x-men's yeah. with um uh like storm was amazing Halle berry yeah, yeah. oh yeah i like i every time I roll my eyes back. I wish they turn <laughs> glaucoma white and I can, like, rise in the air. Matt, do you have any, any thoughts on comic book movies? Well, yeah. Fan, like, not a fan? You know, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I kind of honestly gave up a little bit on some of the comic book movies because <laughs> they just come out so soon, all the time. Like, every mm-hmm. couple of months, there's a new comic book movie. That's true. And I think maybe if they kind of stretch that out a bit, we might get more people excited you might like the movie more. I don't know. Maybe you're expecting something maybe. to top it every single time. And when it doesn't, you know you're a little bit disappointed. So and it, that's kind uh, of yeah. all I have. Okay. Well, that's yeah. fair. I feel like... Ha- have you guys seen Civil War? The one where they all fight each other? Yep. <laughs> it's on my <laughs> list. I feel like it's the worst movie I've seen in a really long time. Wow. And everyone in my life thinks I'm wrong. None of them are here right now. You guys are in my life, and you don't We all support you. You know, I I thought it was a good movie for, like, the theater. Like, Mm. you see it the first time, Ah, the spectacle is good, but do I want to see it again? I'll eat popcorn and watch that. I felt like it was very pandery. Like, people whined and complained that they wanted it, so they just sort of made it happen, and it has the worst twist of all time. The worst twist of all time. (laughs) Morgan Freeman? Morgan Freeman (laughs) sneaks in with a cape. From Unbreakable. His glass. His oh, yeah. <laughs> bones shatter immediately. But I feel like you could say that about a lot of superhero movies. And, and like, some of that is my perspective as an outsider who doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot of knowledge about the genre. Um, but my my perspective would be, like, it's very much there are specific things that they do to really cater to the fan base, which is, like, also how you like that happens with nerd stuff i get it that's i wonder with this whole disney acquisition thing Mm. if it is like also trying to just get kids into it if they weren't beforehand yeah you know like is is that disney's goal just get as many kids into you know captain america running around with their shields even though they're in canada or other countries (laughs) (laughs) Is, you know, is that basically what these movies are about? I think that's part of it. Because, I mean, it, as, like, one of the most wealthy com- <laughs> basic things of companies <laughs> on Earth, you want to have lifelong fans. and and Yeah, like, yeah merchandising mm-hmm. opportunities. you got to tick all the demographic boxes, right? You've as much gotta as possible. You've got to put a wax Captain America right beside <laughs> that wax Donald Trump <laughs> and have them in the Hall of Presidents. Just the most awkward thing in the world. Didn't, didn't <laughs> yeah. Disney 
uh, not too long ago get the Fox rights as well? They, I, they, I think they, have, they have some have sort of right deal. Now, so they have some? Yeah. It's like but, sooner or later you're going to get like a PG alien movie. It's going to maybe. Disney. It's going to come out. I don't know how that's going to work out. But. Anyway, thank you, Matt, for coming in. Thank you uh, very much, Jeremy. Go check out the Living Sky Student Festival. I think Please Matt's going to split. You're welcome to stay, but I think he's got to go to school. You know what? Lame. I kind of like you guys, so I might stay a oh, longer. Ooh, that's what happens. So. All right. Anyway, uh, you're listening to Spoiler Alert on Regina Community Radio, 91.3 FM CJTR. We're going to take a quick break. See you soon. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert, Regina Community Radio, 91.3 FM, CJTR. Song is teaching me how to do that. We're going to play our game, y'all. It's game time. We, now, need, we need uh, a name for this game. I like the game. I like. I, I think that's a nice uh, segment like name. Michael Douglas, the game. <laughs> it sounds 1997. Ominous. It's a movie, so it's perfect. Um, for those who don't know, and for Matt sitting in here, here's how we play the game. I tell you guys a movie title, and you tell me what you think it is. And then I tell you what the real one is. If you've heard of this movie, Matt, you have to make up a title, or you have to make up a. You have to, well, no, you have to make up a story for this this title. Okay, Basically, all right, all right. Jeremy's giving us a title, and we're going to synopsize what we think the movie is. I like synopsize? it. All right, cool. It sounds good to me. Fine. Right. Well, we we will start with Sean. Okay. The movie is called Steel. Spelling. I'm I'm not, I'm going to leave it I'm going to leave it blank yeah, so that you have good. to figure that out for you. Okay, so uh, I believe it honestly is giving me like an unbreakable vibe as well, like a mm. man that can't be broken, made of steel. <laughs> Ever heard of a man of steel? And um, uh, or he could be, uh, you know, living, laughing, loving as a metal worker as well. <laughs> okay, or they like could it. be in- interchanged. Fair enough, mm-hmm. Sonia. I think that it is about uh, an art- artisanal uh, sword maker, a swordsmith, oh. <laughs> whose daughter wants to become a swordsmith, and um, everyone's like, you can't, you're a girl. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know the setting or like geographical or <laughs> chronological location. That's and her name TBD. is like Cat Hannah. Yeah, yeah, it's like something, and she's like, she's kind of a tomboy, but like... Oh, she's so mysterious. And then um, there is a terrible um, fascist overlord who uh, storms their town, and uh, her father is killed, and she has to become a master of swords and avenge the death of her father. Whoa, that's a really good film. Man, I'd I'd see that. Thank you. What you just pitched, I would love to see. Matt, over by the wall. Well, it's a little different on this side of the wall. Because we got Charles Bronson. <laughs> Somebody stole something from him by the name of Henry Fonda. And we got kind of a cat and mouse kind of action style where they're stealing from each other. It's jewels, it's oh. watches. What year is this film? Uh, probably 19, maybe 62. Okay, okay. Kind of right before Once Upon a Time on in the film. West. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shot on film, of course. Beautiful. And what happened? Like, Henry Fonda's got, like, a scar on his face <gasps> or something like that. Which one's the bad guy? Henry Fonda. Oh, okay. Well, I wasn't, maybe it went back and forth. I don't know. I've watched well, that movie, too. That's the twist. Like we actually thought. don't know who the bad guy is. Yeah, I like that. They just steal from each other through the whole, the whole movie. Some, it's like Spy versus yeah. Spy. Wow. I would see that movie, too. Hey. Can you send a letter back to when it was supposed to be made and then uh, get them to cast and make it? We will go back in time. 
Sounds good. Send, Send a letter to the both of them. <laughs> Daniel's on the board. She we got, do this. We got, uh, I don't know, we got Scorsese behind the camera. The, 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 on the time board. He's the vision. Or, yeah. All right, folks. <laughs> what is it? Steel, a 1997 film spelled S-T-E-E-L. Okay. Starring Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> oh, I've seen this. What? I've heard of that, yeah. I uh, have, that's what I thought. He, I have seen this. He plays a... Uh, a, a genie? It, no, this sounds... <laughs> <laughs> this, I assume this was made after this. But he plays a weapons designer who invents all these guns, and then there's an accident, and then he quits, and then he a while later he sees somebody using his guns, so then he has to suit up and go stop them. Steal. And that's like a critically acclaimed, you know, like really good film, right? <laughs> this summer. <laughs> I actually Shack saw that back. film um, at one of my favorite monthly events in Regina, Talkies, at the RPL. You I, saw it there? Should we be shouting out other film shows in Regina? I don't know. You're I'm welcome, sure. Jaden Pfeiffer. I feel like he's probably listening. Um, I think it's the first Tuesday of every month, or it's the last Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday the last Tuesday, because I'll be doing it in May. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug. Another shameless plug. Anyway, that wow. synopsis does not articulate what that film actually is. No, I think that you you guys might have done better. So Thank if we you. know what the film is, mm -hmm. do we have to go along and make our own synopsis, or can we just... No, oh, no, that's the end of the game. Yeah, it's yeah, so that's, the, that's the whole game. We whoever just gets the, whole... the best synopsis wins. Yeah, we it's, we're, we're all winners. We're all winners. winners. Yeah. It's usually like it. presumed that Sonia and I will not know it. <laughs> <laughs> every after every show, I send them a text that says, "Have you seen this movie?" They both say no, regardless if they've seen it Good. or not. Well, some of us are wrong <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and then I should have in the text I should have put steel and spelled it wrong just to mess with you guys. Yeah, maybe next time. Anyway, back to our conversation. Great. We're talking about superheroes. We're talking about comic books. I've got questions on my phone in my hand. What is the best modern superhero movie? So I'm talking past four or five years since Iron Man. What's the What's your favorite one? I feel like some of us in this room might have the same answer, and we've also already talked about it on this show. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Black Panther. Is oh, Black really? Movie. Yes. Over Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Sean, what Black Panther as well? I would say that as well, yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, before that, <laughs> maybe Mystery Men. <laughs> I love Mystery Men. I thought it was super great. It's the best. Oh, my God. Oh, The yeah. Watchmen. Is it Watchmen or yeah, The watch Watchmen? Watchmen. Is that also, five years ago, though? Uh, we'll we'll, oh, we'll count it in there. I don't That's what I like that movie. Yeah, no, it was really good. Sounds good. I thought it was pretty true to the book. It was a, a few changes, but. Uh, you know, whatever. When yeah, the, we were talking yeah. about the Watchmen, all I remembered was there was a large blue dong on screen. <laughs> Are we allowed to say dong? We can say let's, dong. Let's I'm say sure. let's say LBD for short. Ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> when referring um, to this movie, I thought it was BBD. <laughs> but the second B is blue. Blue. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're sorry. Uh, Matt, do you have a? Do you have an answer for that question? Wait. Best, best, your favorite modern, what's even modern-ish superhero? Modern-aged. Nope. Not <laughs> that one. Nope, not right now. I, um, in my attempt to learn more and to you know broaden my horizons, mm -hmm. um, I started trying to watch the Captain America movies. Mm -hmm. By which I mean I got through one point five of them. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean they're long. Yeah, is the thing. Um, and you know what? I really expected not to enjoy that franchise. Mm -hmm. A very dear friend of mine, Rhiannon, friend of the show, <laughs> um, 
well, actually, it was after we saw Black Panther together. Mm-hmm. I was kind of asking, like, okay, I I know I missed some stuff because I don't know what's going on in the Marvel Universe right now. Mm-hmm. Can you fill me in? And in fact, for the entire car ride home, she uh, summarized wow all of the all of the Captain America movies, and that sounds like it wouldn't be fun or interesting (laughs) but honestly it was riveting and i loved it and i really liked going into the movies kind of knowing what was going to happen because one of my hang-ups with superhero movies and actually all action movies is that i find them deeply stressful and a little bit upsetting because i'm a delicate flower and there's a lot of violence and the stakes are so high. The stakes are zero. They're always going to win. Like they're well, never right. going to lose. Hey, we don't know if War Machine's going to wake up, okay? What's that? <laughs> I feel so bad for Jeremy with this episode because Sean and I are just like, let's what? talk what about Madonna about? again. Wow, Actually, though, if I could, I do have a movie. Maybe no? it's modern. Maybe it's not so yeah, modern. But okay. If you say Death Wish, I'm like, uh, once again. No. <laughs> Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. They're, excellent. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Shocking opinion. With all the practical, like, camera setups and stuff, like the wall. Bruce Bruce yeah. Campbell, best part Bruce of that. Bruce Campbell. Oh, so good. Every, Willem every scene he's in. Yeah. Willem, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is amazing. Yeah, of course. This is like Tobey Maguire. Toby. Yeah. Young Jane Franco. Emotional Toby. Before, he, before it got weird. It is beautiful. You're right, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, before we had not like James Franco. <laughs> before we had some odd feelings about James Franco. We've, we've yeah. turned on James. <laughs> I, mean, I think James turned on us. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, arguably like years late. We turned on <laughs> us. We've all known for years, right? Just okay. He was yeah. a goblin, a green goblin. Yeah, Willem Dafoe's The Green Goblin was so scary. Well, Willem Dafoe's scary. Yeah. yeah. At least he didn't have a GGD. <laughs> Wait, what's the first G? Green. Great green. Great green. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, Jeremy, mm-hmm. what's yours? What's my favorite modern? Yeah. Uh, well, if we're talking about, like, uh, you know, Marvel-y stuff, I think Ant-Man is fantastic. Oh, that's on my list. Yeah, super good. Yeah. Ant-Man is essentially a heist movie. It's super funny. And I feel like it really doesn't fit into all the other movies. I think I'm just a huge Paul Rudd fan, and I don't know mm-hmm. if I can escape that. But it, w- I, I thought it was hilarious. When I saw in Civil War an Ant-Man <laughs> <laughs> roll into the crowd and pretend that he was also a part of them, that was, I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> Paul Rudd was on set for no more than one day. For the filming of Civil War, That's if great. he was on set at all, <laughs> I think he was filmed. <laughs> he was actually Andy set. Circus <laughs> in a Paul Rudd costume yeah. in an Ant Man costume. Yeah, wow, I, that'd also be pretty incredible to and see. And you also got your favorite game player, Michael Douglas. Again, a that's, man we that's love. true. A man we love and yeah, Ant Man no Two looks with. great. Evangeline Lilly. Who knows? Oh, maybe his maybe his dad will show up, Kirk. Maybe. Yeah. Is he- He's still alive. <laughs> Thank you for interrupting. that. Thirty-one there. years old. Yeah. He is alive. Yeah, he was at the. Oh yes, he was the Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Was he in a bubble? He was. No, he near nearly. Did in he a bubble. Yeah. They. Uh, he was on. Did the, you see on him on his chair? Was it Andy Circus in a bow <laughs> doing Kurt Douglas? Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, maybe we're not sure. Just as a quick aside, at the Golden Globes when he was there. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, his daughter-in-law, was the one who sort of like escorted him on stage. But it was so mean because he just looked 
even older by comparison because she is too vivacious yeah she's like so luscious and ageless and then just the actual crypt keeper <laughs> she should have just picked him up in her arms <laughs> she wasn't much of a service to no. the, the magnificent kirk douglas no it wasn't it sure wasn't but uh maybe if he was carried out that would have been nice I would or we'll have him hanging on a cross like in Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a pole, just to not anger anybody. Just just a horizontal pole. Yeah. Aus- Agnostic. They could pull that off. Yeah. Old, yeah. That should be the show symbol, horizontal. Just a single line. Yeah. Done. That'd be beautiful. That's kind of a word chosen in a nutshell. Well, I promised Sean we could talk more about Dick Tracy. Oh yes. And so we're gonna we're gonna go back into that. I'm gonna I'm gonna draw the line and say objectively that's the best comic book movie of all time. And you guys yeah. are gonna say whether I'm right or wrong. You'll probably support me because we kind of set this whole thing up. <laughs> but it's a fix. It is so good, and I feel like if you pitch that movie today, it wouldn't happen. Right. Oh, he's gonna wear a yellow coat the whole time. We're gonna change the coat to beige. That's what they're gonna say immediately. And I wonder if that movie got made today, if it'd be as good. Yeah, it was. I feel like it was the product of, like, the 90s love to do, uh, you know, the 40s. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know, we've got Cherry Pop and Daddies. We've got, like, <laughs> all this, like, janky, like, zoot, zoot stuff. Um, I've, I've, the 90s were into gangsters. And... Yeah, I they may they would probably switch it out, but it was just like a very good film. It would be I don't know why anyone hasn't adapted it to Broadway because that would be a good musical. Oh my god, that'd be amazing! Um, the next Hamilton, <gasps> no rap. <laughs> but like Sondheim has already been there, done that. Sondheim did write some five songs, but then he used them in a different show of his as well. What? Really? So I don't know. Yeah, he just wrote, he just put them in a different play. Wow. Which, do you know what it was? No. That, I had. I did not know about that. That's insane. That is insane. But so I'm not sure how the thing would work on that. But they could write more. Yeah. More. But, <laughs> more. Um, I watched it for the very first time in my life last night. Oh, uh, what did you think? Oh, I was like carried away with joy and enjoyment <laughs> those two words are essentially the same thing <laughs> i was like not sure what to expect but you had both roundly endorsed it and um the like credits started rolling and it said like al pacino yeah. madonna um dustin hoffman and i was like okay i'm listening <laughs> and then it was like original songs by steven sondheim and i was like I'm listening. <laughs> and then just like from moment one, as soon as you see that sweet little boy from Pan. From Pan He's a lawyer it? now. Hook. From Hook. Yeah. yeah. I was like, Pan. <laughs> Too many Peter Pan movies. But he's the son in Hook. And right. he's such a cute little ragamuffin. He is a cute little ragamuffin. And then just like so stylistically. Hungry. Yeah, he's so hungry, which I relate to. Always hungry. <laughs> I, I would love for like... A rogue detective and his cool girlfriend to just sort of adopt me and take me to a diner every night. Oh, my God. Poor Tess Trueheart has to deal with major garbage from that man. Yeah. (laughs) She should bring up That's the thing. Women, it gets a check mark from me on women. And I wasn't expecting that. Strong female leads? Yeah. yeah, I mean, they don't always have to be a strong female lead, but like a well-rounded one. Yeah. 
female lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Madonna well, yeah. was luminous and visionary, but <laughs> everything, all of her lines were just like, can I, like, finish your drink or something? Like, it's always, like, <laughs> right. so, like whatever she's saying is just, like, sexy. But and that's the thing. She's working that sexy baby angle the whole, like, first and second act of that movie. She was a sexy baby, but she also was, like, 32. Yeah, she but, was, I mean, she was doing it, like... I'm a sexy... I can't do it on yeah. the radio. <laughs> not, well, can't. not after Sean. And it, yeah. it begins with her, do like, standing back to the camera and, like, hands up and down her sides. Mm-hmm. And it looks like someone's, like... Like she's necking. Like necking with someone. But her hands are almost touching. She's very... Flexible. flexible. <laughs> I was shocked. What did you think of the movie? Madonna was flexible. Madonna's yeah. shoulder. <laughs> shoulder. But even her role was because. Oh yeah. I got to a certain point in the movie where I was like, "Oh, this ain't good." Like, I was like, <laughs> she, she just was doing so much. Like, I know you want me, and just I was like, mm, "This can't be her whole thing. Like, this just can't." And then, spoiler alert, it wasn't. No, nope. Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> she was the villain all along. What? But uh. also just like got more complex and. I think sympathetic as a character, and I was like, okay. But she's the okay. villain, so she's she, a little bit of a femme fatale. Yeah, she she's is a femme like fatale. Enemy, she's like the enemy of his enemy. Yeah, yeah. that's so complicated. She is two sides of a coin without question. Exactly. And I absolutely love in this movie, both with Al Pacino and with Madonna, mm-hmm. you get two amazing actors, and then you totally cover up their faces. <laughs> in some cases, literally 100%. Yeah. Just. Like, just for, like, you know, well done, Warren, just to get that story point across. Yeah. And it is spectacular. When Al Pacino was wearing his, like, his, like, in this hunchback thing. <laughs> and, like, so his, gross. And he's, like, he's trying to choreograph Madonna's, <laughs> like, show. And he's just, like, running in between her and her dancers, just, like, miming what they're supposed to be doing. And it is an amazing scene. It's, it makes me super uncomfortable to watch. It was very cool. It is... Uh, I also like that the first thing you do after taking over the the city for the first time is choreograph a new dance number, <laughs> like just hands like, on as a well. Perfectionists got to do it themselves. And he was such a he really cracked that whip. He did. He was not and not a good director. It was eleven thirty. It but, was, and they needed a break. It was two a.m. <sighs> oh, that's right. Yes, that's the thing. At first, I was like, "Why is this performance at, or like rehearsal so very lackluster?" So, they seem so sad yeah, about the Madonna's dancing. doing not her best work here. <laughs> Mandy Patinkin can barely play the Mandy piano Patinkin's anymore. Like, it's two a.m. And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I'm going to immediately go home and confirm visually that that was Mandy Patinkin. It is because in one shot, I watched it recently as well for the show. And I thought the piano player in the background was Bruce Willis, but he was out of focus. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that might be a neat little tidbit, but it wasn't true. Yeah, I just wanted it to be true. But no. apparently, in that day and age, they looked alike. <laughs> I think he was just really powdered up. I think he might have actually had some prosthetics on his face. So Everyone had a prosthetic. Yeah, the prosthetic budget was out of this world. He had yeah. a Bruce Willis mask on. I think so. Okay, well, that makes me feel a bit better. Now, before we get any further into mm-hmm. our show, um, it's our responsibility as the host of this program to tell you about an amazing fundraiser that's going on right now. Oh, tell us about it. Tell me more. I'm so excited to tell you guys about it. You may have heard of it before. It's the CJTR Look and Listen Lottery. What? Wow. And it is amazing. So 
it's basically a very important fundraiser for the station um, that gives you the opportunity to buy tickets uh, to win a grand prize trip of your choosing to one of four amazing destinations. Where can you go? Oh, okay. I think let's play a fun game where everyone say which one they would pick if they won <laughs> after <laughs> I announce them. San Francisco. Okay. New York, New York. Sounds fun. Quebec City. Amazing. Best mm-hmm. of all, Charlottetown, PEI. Whoa. Great. <laughs> they weren't expecting that last one. I'm going, I'm going to New York. I kind of think I would pick Charlottetown, you guys, because oh. it's so expensive to fly there. Show a little respect. For yeah. Canada. For Anne. <laughs> Boys. Put on your straw hat and your red pigtails. <laughs> I, I do love Anne of Green Gables. That's the thing. Okay. Also, flight, accommodations, and $500 spending, $500 in spending cash are included. So Whoa. that's amazing. Is it just for yourself? Um... <laughs> it doesn't say. Oh, I thought it was for two, but I thought never mind. I think it is for two. <laughs> but I, I don't have that as an easy to read bullet point. <laughs> so I can't tell you. Um, the second prize is a $1,000 travel voucher from Carlson Wagon Lee. Uh, sorry, Wagon Lee. Wagon Lee. Rickert Travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third prize is uh, Regina Folk Festival 2018 Experience Package, which includes two weekend passes to the festival, uh, which is in August of this year. One of the best things that happens in the city. And if you buy your tickets uh, by March 21st, you are eligible for an additional early bird prize. Early bird gets that worm. Ew. Uh, sorry. That what, <laughs> no, it doesn't say that oh. either. A $500 travel voucher from Carlson Wagon Lee Rickert. Got it that second time. Uh, two tickets to a Regina Folk Fest uh, series concert. A $100 gift card for Prima Diana. Sorry, Prima Dina. Wow. I'm new to this radio thing, apparently. Uh, Prima Dina Boutique, which is an amazing local store endorsed by yours truly. Uh, the tickets are only $20 each, and there are only $1,200 available. And the draw will take place on Friday, May 4th. So go to uh, cjtr.ca slash donate, um, or you can come to the offices here if you're so inclined, um, or give the radio station a call at 306-525-7274, uh, which is regular office hours Monday through Friday. That has been our requisite plug of the uh, Look and Listen Lottery. We're very excited about this fundraiser. Thank you for your time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, lady host. And -hmm. just a reminder that you're listening to Regina Community Radio, 91.3 FM, CJTR. You're listening to Spoiler Alert. We're kind of done talking about comics, but if you want to hear more, tune in to Just Drawn That Way, which is another show on this great, great radio station that you should listen to 100% of your time. Just to, over and over again? Yeah, just the whole thing. Until your life falls apart. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Folks, to end the show, yeah. what are you watching? Yeah. Um, so this is a weekly segment we like to do. What you watching? I uh, I put it on my thing. is all caps, all one word. What you watching? Yeah, but you really said it as three words. So I, was, I know. But so what uh, are you watching? What, what are, are you watching? watching? Uh, should I go first? Absolutely. Well, I'm, again, deviating from the norm this week, not talking about a movie specifically. If she talks about TV again, I'm going to lose it. This is a very TV negative thing. <laughs> uh, no, well, technically, sort of. Uh, something I watched this weekend was a gargantuan broadcast called The Oscars. Oh, I've never heard of it. It's about 17 hours long. <laughs> Everything we expected to happen essentially happened, with a couple notable exceptions. Jimmy Kimmel um, shot hot dogs at I saw the that. normals. Yeah. Just took a 
like a troop of famous people across the street <laughs> to a movie theater and was like, here you go, normals. Here's some famouses for you. It was weird. It's a weird thing they try and do sometimes. I was, ri- I was still excited about Jordan Peele. That's, oh, that's yeah. So Get Out won Best yep, Original Screenplay. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. That's, that's the sound all. of me clapping. That, my wife told me what... My wife, Ellen, wife of the show. Friend of the show, wife of the show. She told that was the only thing she told me. I didn't watch it. I was just sort of like refreshing a Google page when I thought of it. But uh, that's no, that's all I care about is yeah. uh, that that Jordan Peele is an Oscar winner. Key and Peele is now an Oscar level show. Yeah, that's totally. all. That's uh, Keegan Michael Key, your next baby. Um, just as a quick note, we do only have four and a half minutes left, but I just want to get this in really fast. Um, my favorite moment of the Oscars was when they cut to Greta Gerwig after um, Shape of Water won Best Picture, or maybe after Guillermo won Best Director, mm-hmm. and you could just see her mouth, I love him, about <laughs> Guillermo del Toro, and it was so sweet. Okay, boys, what you watching? Oh, Matt, what are you oh. watching? Oh, as of late, I've been interested in some uh, new wave German cinema from the 70s, believe it or not. Film <laughs> student, what? I'm a film student. Sorry, guys. But uh, Rainer Werner Fassbender was a filmmaker back in that time. Any relation? Directed, nope. <laughs> directed 40, like 44 movies within 16 years. Because he's on cocaine all the time. <laughs> but anyway. Constant. Wow. This film he made called World on a Wire is kind of like... Before the Matrix was a thing, oh. it's about this guy goes into a simulation. It becomes so real that you can't decipher whether it's not a simulation or a simulation. And there's this bad guy controlling the whole thing. And it sounds like it's got great camera work and like all these cool fancy mirror shots. Oh, I love mirror shots. It looks. It's a great film. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that sounds really cool. I will check that out. Sean, um, I actually don't really have too much to add here because I was on a hilarious family road trip with my mother and two aunts How to go to a great aunt's birthday party to Calgary. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Also, the party started at 4, and at 3.30, the aunt went to the hospital. Oh, <laughs> so she missed that. But at yeah, that age, you're in the hospital all the damn time. Oh. Anyway, so I did not watch anything this week except for Dick Tracy last night. So just that's the, all I have to add. Just the open road. Just the open road with my white knuckles, the drifting snow. I'm glad you're safe. Thank you. Yeah. What about you, Jeremy? Um, what have I watched? I watch a lot of movies. It's uh, it's kind of a problem. But uh, I usually can't remember them all because they're typically bad. I did watch John Wick. Um, oh. And I love John Wick. That's really just sort of a palate cleanser for me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got to go to work the next day. I need someone to run around doing some stuff. Keanu is the right one. Also, I wanted to watch the film Keanu. Starring Oscar Award winner Jordan Peele <laughs> and his friend Keegan Michael Key. And a very cute kitten. And a very cute, cute kitten. Cat. But Keanu is based off John Wick, so I felt it only appropriate that I watch John Wick first. Is that true? It is true. Oh, yeah, because in John Wick it's a dog, but in uh Keanu it's a cat. And, and they named it Keanu because of yeah. So there's a lot of action. Double feature for, for everybody this weekend watching uh, John Wick, and I would watch John Wick, Keanu, and then John Wick 2 is a little sandwich. I like that. Little That's movie a little movie sandwich. Idea. Jeremy's here to curate your film needs for you. <laughs> Set aside as, Saturday, as he does for us. <laughs> in Maybe after watching Dick Tracy, you can watch Dick Tracy vs. Q-Ball, 1946. Ooh, that sounds good, too. There's a lot of German expressionism in yeah. Dick Tracy. We can... Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's been around quite a while. Yeah, yeah he's a... 
comic book legend. Yeah, well, it, well it's and now and now it seems a movie legend. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, well, it seems that the the range of Warren Beatty is like, you know, at the top he's Dick Tracy, and then at the bottom he can't read a an Oscar card. <laughs> Which is a cheap shot, but it's a funny uh, joke. I said we shouldn't make that joke, and Jeremy said, we can't. There's no way we can't do it. <laughs> Jeremy sounds like... Jeremy's voice. He doesn't even read scripts no, anymore. Nope. Just... Anyway, uh, thanks to Matt from the Living Sky Student Festival and my lovely co-hosts, Sonia and Sean, and the whole CJTR team down here who make keep the lights on and do all that great stuff. This has been Spoiler Alert. Stay tuned for My Electric coming up next. And remember, if you aren't watching three movies back to back, you aren't binge watching. See you oh, all good next one, week. Jer. Bye. Bye. You're not cultured. Bye. <laughs>